0: actually that inner voice is there it's strong and you get to work with her versus against her we all can make that decision and i think that probably is one of the fundamental shifts that i've experienced
1: a boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise keep going and fighting on she is on a mission to be her best self in all areas it's just believing in yourself confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own version of success vision of success Welcome to the Boss Bay podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, your co-host for this week's episode, and it's going to be a good one. But you guys, happy new year. Oh my God, we're in 2022. It feels amazing. There is nothing like new year energy to just get you really energized and feeling productive and ready to just conquer the world we're really, really excited. And we wanted to kick off this year with an episode where I interview Danielle about confidence, because I know that confidence is something that a lot of people struggle with. And being as close as I am to Danielle, I'm like her life wife, I've noticed the biggest shift in her confidence. I mean, especially over the past 12 to 18 months, And probably for anyone following along online, you've noticed a change too. And so I really wanted to, in this episode, dive into what caused that and really ask if there's any actionable things that she did that you guys can do too. I mean, this episode goes everywhere and we share our biggest tips for personal development and being able to really work on your authentic confidence from the root, not just, you know, affirmations that are going to help you feel a little bit better in the morning, but actually addressing things at the root. So it's a really, really good one. I'm super excited to dive in. I think you're going to love it. Let's get started. All right, let's discuss the elephant in the room, Danielle Canty. Um, (laughs) I feel like for everyone that knows you and everyone that's kind of been following you, witnessing you, 2021, Danielle, could not have been more different to 2020 or any of the years prior, Danielle. And so I'm really curious to see who's going to be evolving in 2022. But can we talk about that? I mean, especially in your confidence, in the way you carry yourself, so many things.
0: What's changed? Wow. I have been on a journey. I felt like those who, I mean, we were, started doing business together in 2018. And so I started, you know, showing up a little bit more in our community behind the scenes a lot more. And yes, for sure. Lots of people have been DMing and messaging saying, you are so different now to you were. And I have been through a journey of confidence letting go of imposter syndrome, just really finding out who I am and being okay with it. That's really interesting, being okay with it, being able
1: to embrace. So how did you start to kind of notice the layers that were falling away that weren't you and start to see who you really are at your core? How
0: did that even begin? So I want this I guess I want this podcast, I want to share these details, but my hope is that people listening will be like, oh yeah, I see myself in her and can practice some of those things. So I have always suffered from feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like, oh my goodness, like everything I do, work's not good enough, like um, I don't look, I'm not skinny enough, my skin's not good enough, like I don't speak well enough, like all of these things. And it was all my own internal dialogue. And I wasn't even aware that I had this internal dialogue. It was normal for me. And I didn't actually realize that there was an alternative. And I feel like as we've as grown Boss Babe, as I've met more amazing women, as I've met people who are empowered, I've seen a different way of being. I've seen a different way that I could speak to myself that i could choose to speak to myself. And i think that was really the turning point. There was like, wow, i have a choice whether to beat myself down every single day or to lack that self-confidence or i have a choice to learn to be more confident, to learn to let go of imposter syndrome, to learn to let go of the need to be perfect. I choose to let go of that, and i think that was one of the biggest shifts that happened in 2021. And I'm really curious
1: when you were in that place of not enoughness, surrounded by people that really embodied their enoughness and were really confident and empowered. Was that triggering for you? Did you judge them or was it inspiring or a mix of both?
0: Definitely a mix of both. You know, you can look at people and be inspired by the way that they can, you know, say that they're good at something or inspired by the way that they can be like, Nope, I'm not showing up to that or be inspired by someone, you know, having the ability just to be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll figure it out as I go. And you can also be like, oh, oh my goodness. Why why can't I say I'm good at like, oh, they're good at that, but I'm not good at that. Does that mean I'm any less of them? But then realizing that, no, it doesn't mean that. And that was my own inner work. So what I would always say about a lot of this stuff and what I've realized about confidence and about imposter syndrome, about all those pieces That it is all like you're just looking at a mirror. So whenever you're hearing those things, it's never about that other person who's saying them. It's that they're holding a mirror up to you, making you realize like, oh, okay, this is a trigger for me, but it's not them. It's back at me.
1: And so owning
0: that was the big step.
1: And I guess the reason I ask is because I think there's probably two types of people that are listening, people listening who feel like they do have confidence and they are empowered, but they get judged for it or people feeling like they wish they had it. And so asking from the place of if people are feeling like they're being judged, being able to acknowledge it's not it's not them, it's yeah.
0: that people are insecure in themselves. 100%. And I think that's like, you know, and I think you and I are great to have this conversation because we... Are very different or we've come from very different places. I feel like we're probably merging more to be like each other as the years have gone on because we've both been working on separate things. But I definitely feel like for those who are very, very confident and they're like, no, I want to tell people that I'm really good at that. I would always empower that person to be that. I think at the at the core of all of this, it's learning who your authentic self is. And I don't feel like me as a person or anyone else Should feel like they have to brag about how good they are. Like, that isn't like the goal. That's not the goal. Like, if that comes naturally to you and that's what you want to share with people, great. But if that doesn't come naturally to you and that's not what you want to share, that's also fine. But I want you to know how amazing you are. I want you to have that inner confidence that you're good at stuff. And so that's what I'm really talking about is like the internal narrative. I chose to change my internal narrative, and it wasn't because I felt like I needed to do it for anybody else. I just wanted to do it for myself. and I think that anyone who is you know has that confident they want to share it they should be allowed to share it and they should be allowed to share it and not have to worry about the triggers of other people because everybody needs to take responsibility for their own feelings and I think we're in this world right now where a lot of people pass the book on responsibility you know they're blaming other people for their feelings and no you have to work you have to own things and until we start doing that it's very very difficult to create change in your life and it's very difficult To move out of situations that you don't necessarily want to be in. And that's where I find myself. I was like, I need to take responsibility for how I'm feeling and what how that manifests me showing up in my life. And when I did that, that was when things really started to shift. And when I say shift, in a materialistic way like my life and moving and all those pieces but it also shifted something internally where I found more inner peace I found more happiness I found that actually I now know how I want to spend my days I now know what how I want to show up and where which direction I want to take things
1: yeah I love that and I could not agree more on the responsibility piece so speaking kind of in practical terms what what really helped you facilitate this change? Was there routines, therapy? Like what was involved in helping to facilitate this? Because there's probably a lot of people listening who are thinking, yeah, I would love to make that change and sitting
0: there with my notebook is not getting me anywhere. I think number one, it is making the decision. Like I I definitely feel like there's an empowerment that comes from like, okay, I want to change and I, I want to work with this inner voice Um, and move through this second of all is recognizing that you have it within you okay so it's very difficult to change something that you are not first of all acknowledging and that was one of my biggest things that shifted for me was recognizing what I was good at and what I wasn't good at and owning the things that I wasn't good at owning the areas that I wanted to improve upon really really helped me because prior to that I felt like I had to be good at everything. Like I felt like uh, having things that I wasn't good at was a weakness. And how dare I possibly have a weakness, you know? I was coming from that mentality that I had to be like perfect in everything that I was doing. And so- seeing that in myself, I'm going, do you know what? I can let go of this narrative. Like, it's okay that I am not great at X, Y, and Z. It's okay that I'm not, you know, doing this as good as someone else because I'm me and I have loads of other skill sets and I get to hone those skill sets that I like doing and I do have a natural talent around. So recognizing and saying what I'm not good at, then saying, okay, what am I good at? And how do I want to breed that competency? Because competency breeds confidence. And so if you can start saying, well, actually, do you know what? I want to get better at this and start taking actions to get better at something that's also going to help build your confidence and elicit changes in other areas of your life that you didn't really anticipate. So those are some key things. And then yes, I did a lot of therapy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, I definitely feel like going on a journey yourself is like totally doable. And there are so many, so many online resources available now. Um, whether it's meditations, whether it's journaling practices, whether it's like education resources that are online. I know we have a ton in the society as well and calls there. But it really just came back to okay. These are some of the things that I want to move through, but what are the tools that I need? And for me, therapy was one of them. Yeah I think
1: that's so important therapy is so important and I think for such a long time it had such a bad rep but I feel like now we're in a place where people really embrace the fact that therapy has been so helpful for them Um, because there's so many things you can do on your own but you often get caught in so many loops that it can be difficult to change that behavior so if you had to pick one thing because I know we've done so many things from therapies to retreats to ceremony what are kind of the biggest needle movers that you have found really helped you
0: change? I would say one of the biggest needle movers was actually, actually I'm going to say two. There were two big needle movers for me. There was one I really enjoy journaling and visualization techniques so saying who I wanted to become I'm like a three on the Enneagram and I have Jay in my Myers-Briggs so I really work well with like planting you know like planning a pole further ahead and working towards that so really visualizing how I wanted to wake up every single morning how like if I wanted to be a had this certain materialistic side of it, which was like, okay, I wanna be a really successful businesswoman living in LA. I wanna be, you know, hosting a, an amazing podcast in all these places. And I'm like, okay, what would that woman do? And then I worked backwards from that. So I visualized myself really trying to step into that. And that actually helped me create some of the tools that I needed, I recognized that I needed to get there. So whether that be okay, like that that woman is gonna wake up at, you know, 650 most mornings. She's gonna go and work out, she's gonna make sure like she has that boundary around her morning routines and Therefore, I know I need to implement that. And when I started implementing that and actually doing it, my confidence started in that. So, going back to that, so yeah, visualization really, really helped me with those pieces. And then second of all was having someone to talk it through. So a big thing for me is that you're talking about those loops. I would get really, really stuck in things. I would get really, really stuck in cycles in my head and not really able to move through them. And so recognizing that within myself and going, okay, versus going out for that meal once a week or et cetera, I was like, I'm going to make a change and I'm going to put that money and invest it into therapy. Because when you invest into yourself, no one can take that away from you. And I saw that as a really key key investment and I knew that you know I could do the visualizations and I could do those pieces but actually getting some regular therapy whereas I, I could work through these cycles was really powerful and it's not even that I needed it for a long period of time because I was able to break those cycles but it was something it was a tool that I needed to move through and that was those the two most powerful things for me.
1: I love that and if you do need it for a long period of time that's also fine.
0: Yeah and I, I, I just say that only because like I said I don't want people to be scared like oh my goodness like I have to like go to therapy forever and I can't afford that but I do think that there is a power of making a decision on where you want to spend your money and doing a course of therapy if you want to move will 100% change where your life is heading.
1: Yeah, I love that. And if you're in America too, I'm not sure if you know this, but if you have insurance, you can get therapy for free. It's not even needs to be something that you put money into. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms. And I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, woman lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash bossbabe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash bossbabe. masterclass.com slash bossbabe. This year, learn from the best to become the best with Masterclass. The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically cancelled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor and one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand, and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform. And I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. I love that. And I would say for me, the biggest needle movers for me in terms of personal change have been Hoffman. I talk about Hoffman a ton, but if any, I know if anyone's really thinking about, okay, I want to assign a week of my my life where I go and change Hoffman was it therapy and mushrooms we love a good mushroom yeah, ceremony did, it really we, helps
0: and it was really interesting i was chatting to Danielle Leslie on a podcast that we released uh, back in december and she was saying landmark was another one mm-hmm. and she also said mushrooms and there's so much research now into psilocybin which is you know, the scientific word for these types of mushrooms There's so much research into like PTSD, etc. particularly in America. I feel like it's yet to catch on a little bit more in the UK um, and other parts of the world. But I do really feel like this will unlock for a lot of, you know, what happens in our brain is, you know, one way is always described as we have pathways in our brain that we automatically go to because they're worn down. And it is really, you know, when we're talking about making these changes and the changes that you talk about yourself, you're basically choosing to go down other pathways. So I'd kind of like describe this a little bit. You know, I love love these metaphors. I describe this as like you're walking through a um, like blades of grass, like uncut grass, and it's like tall. Imagine that you're going to see tracks ahead of you and you're going to go down the same ones that you normally go to. You're like, keep going down those tracks. But tools like, um, you know, therapy, all these ones that we talked about, they're trying to navigate you into new tracks and building those out. And it's not easy. You'll still be tempted to go down to the old tracks, but you're like, no, I want to go down the new ones. And then something like psilocybin comes along and that kind of like reinvigorates all the grass and kind of like starts, you know, there's no tracks again and then you get to plow them down. So they're just like different tools that allow you to like find those um, mechanisms and pathways in your brain. That's a very terrible scientific way of describing it. I've probably butchered that. for someone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Joe Dispenza talks a lot about creating those new neural pathways and being able to see the ones you would normally go down and create new ones by creating
0: new behaviors. Do you know what? Now you're like asking me that question and I'm reflecting back on my answer. I'm like, there's actually been so many things that have come together that have worked. Like we did Joe Dispenza. We went there for a week and I'd already done his progressive workshop. And that was really eye opening to me because his whole philosophy is based on kind of like letting go of the physical world and really kind of like thinking about what you want to create and drawing that into you and all these pieces and I feel like because I've exposed myself maybe that's the key exposing yourself to so many different practices to find what works for you eventually helps you like utilize the tools like basically you need to look at all the tools available and then decide what you want to put in your toolbox I think it's probably a really good way because it's different it's different things for different people but also recognizing that it's a journey you know it didn't I say 2021. It probably started back in 2018, if I'm really honest. Yeah, that's a really good call
1: out. There's so many things that you do, and some stick and some don't. And I know for me, you know, Joe Dispenza was a really big one. There was so many elements, so many books that I've read that really worked. But also, I've tried so many different modalities of therapy, and there was some that just didn't work for me. And I had to be really honest with my therapist and say, "Hey, this exercise you're having me do, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not interested. Let's move on. Let's try something else." And having the confidence to be able to say that's important and eventually you'll find something that works so some people might get a therapist that they really don't gel with and they end up thinking well therapy is not for me and it's probably not that it's probably just the therapist you're working for working with isn't for you and so being willing to keep that open mind okay that one retreat or that one session didn't do
0: anything for me let me go try something else for sure and whilst we're talking about this I'm really just like I always love this podcast because it kind of just opens up so many different like channels for me as I'm talking about it. I'm like, oh, actually, I hadn't thought about it like this. And now I'm sat here and we always talk about, you know, being successful in business or being successful in your career is about mindset. And honestly, that is no BS. It really is because it's your ability to make mistakes. It's your ability to get back up again. It's your ability to try things when other people would give up. That is what makes you successful in whatever your endeavors are, right? Your your results but we use the word confidence a lot and particularly women talk about having a lack of confidence and wanting more self-confidence and utilizing it in these terms and imposter syndrome and self-worth but my reflection from this podcast is that it really actually just comes to your internal narrative it comes down to You want the voice inside your head to be kinder to you and you get to work on that. You get to work with her versus against her and recognizing that that is a decision because that voice helps you Have the confidence, helps you work through the imposter syndrome, helps you work through whatever struggles that you're having. And I think recognizing that we all have that person inside our head, I think even probably as children, that kind of conversation got, you know, shut down by cartoons, taking the Mickey out of the angel and the devil on the shoulders and stuff. But actually that inner voice is there, it's strong, and you get to work with her versus against her. We all can make that decision. And I think that probably is one of the fundamental shifts that I've experienced
1: I could not agree more and I think there's a misconception that working with the voice in your head versus against the voice in your head is easier it's easier to shut that voice down it's easier to see it and tell it it's wrong and move on but the minute you actually acknowledge the voice in your head you're like you know what I'm listening let's have it and you open it up and you have that allowing for it you can move through it but when you're constantly pushing something back and resisting it you're not giving yourself a chance to like you say create that new path to go through like people say that a lot but the only way through or the only way out is through and you can't resist, you can't keep pushing down. But I mean, especially growing up in the UK, that's what you're taught. You push your feelings down, you push your emotions down.
0: But just looking at them for what they are can help you move forward. Yeah, that's so true. And um, we should link back to an episode we did with our friend, listener Brigger, who is a therapist because I was just chatting to her the other day and we've had this conversation a lot about inner voices. And she was like saying exactly what you've just said. Like, it's really important that you don't, like if your inner voice is, Kind of telling you, like, oh, you're not good at that, or you can't do this, X, Y, and Z. It's not about shutting it away and pretending it's not there. It's almost, and this is what I do now, is like, I pitch that in a voice as, like, my little girl, like, she's mm-hmm. like five years old, like, you know, she's kind of like stamping her feet and she's like in distress. And if I just ignore her, that's going to make her worse. Whereas if I kind of go over to her, God, I sound like an absolute loony at this point. No, you don't. like, if I go over to her and just be like, hey, it's okay. Like, I totally get why you're feeling that way. It's completely normal to feel that way, but let's choose to move through this. Let's try to figure out how we can get you to feel a little bit better. And so that whole, you know, it it takes place very, very quickly, but it happens very frequently. Like, I really have to go through that process now. And, you know, that's one skill I did learn from therapy. And I did learn another book that I read was The Chimp Paradox Mm -hmm. around like, like letting me understand like what types of versions you have with inside yourself without feeling like you're going crazy. Like it's normal. And I'm just glad that we're having this conversation that it's it's normal because we get to normalize this. 100%
1: 100% I love that you brought Alyssa up everyone needs to go listen to our other episodes with Alyssa I'm no bigger because she gives us so many insights so I many. remember a recent conversation I had with her I was like oh there's this thing that's been happening at home and I you know with my family back in the UK I don't want to deal with it so I'm kind of putting it aside and she was like the amount of energy that you're channeling into pushing it away is so much greater than the amount of energy it would take to lean into it and I was like that sounds like bullshit I'm going to be honest, that sounds like bullshit. And she was like, Natalie, it takes 90 seconds to feel an emotion. And then it's it's felt, it's done. And I always try and remember that of, oh, if I stop pushing and pushing and instead just allow, I can move through. So for anyone listening that really wanted to be able to embrace 2022 in a different way in a way where you start to address some of the things you've been pushing down you start to stand up for the things that you really believe in you want to have that confidence i think doing the work is a really good place to start so it's the foundations yeah do you have a resource a book a podcast some someplace someone can start with this i'll go first and look nicole Lapera does a really have has a really good book and it's called how to do the work and it's just a very straightforward guide for someone who doesn't have any idea what the work is, but really wants to understand it. So I recommend
0: starting somewhere like that and we can link it below. Yeah, that's a great one. And also I love her Instagram page, The Holistic Psychologist. She's amazing. I'd love to get her on the podcast actually. I think for me, I'm just trying to think of like a good starter one because I think like those, that book is just really amazing. I think I'm I'm definitely a podcast type of person as well and I think if you want to dip your toe in it and you're not necessarily ready to dive straight into something I think watching some interviews with Joe Dispenza is mm-hmm. a great way to kind of see because like I spoke about it's kind of like finding out what's good for you I know Nicole like listening to podcasts with her on as well I also think Alyssa listening to hers I would try and find I would probably go around a few different resources and find someone that you really align with and then dive that a little bit deeper
1: I love it well thanks for being so open and I'm so happy to witness the change and I can't (laughs) wait to see who you become in 2022
0: (laughs) thank you If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all, and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com.